not afraid to tell it like it is. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon till 3 on AM 900 CHML. Hurricane Matthew is pounding south the southwestern coast of Haiti today, which threatens a largely rural corner of the country. It's also dropping heavy rain elsewhere. Uh, and, of course, it seems like it is going to get a little worse before it gets better. To talk more about all of this, Michael Carter is with us, meteorologist at the Weather Network, and he is with us now. Hello, Michael. How are you today? Good afternoon. Tell us, or what can you tell us so far of the progress of this storm? Where is it now? Of course, well, uh, as you mentioned, you know, we're closely watching this situation as it unfolds uh, in Haiti this morning and then through the afternoon. Hurricane Matthew making landfall this morning around 7 a.m. Eastern Time as a Category 4 storm. Uh, that's a storm producing winds in excess of 230 kph, so very intense, very strong hurricane there. In fact, the strongest that they've had uh, in over 50 years on the island of Hispaniola. And uh, as of uh, the, la- the last update that we saw, the hurricane has uh, passed over that southwestern corner of Haiti, moved back over, over uh, open water there in the Windward Passage. And the next target, unfortunately, uh, looks to be eastern Cuba, and that's going to be happening very shortly in the next few hours as the storm makes a second landfall. So did this just catch the corner of Haiti, or did it, was it ground zero? Uh, you know, Haiti, unfortunately, was in the, the location that's exactly where you don't want to be, which is the right front quadrant of the storm. Anywhere to the right of the center of circulation is where we expect to see the strongest, the most intense impacts from these hurricanes. And unfortunately, with the storm passing just to the west of the island, Haiti and the Dominican Republic, Hispaniola in general, looks like they're going to catch the brunt of the impacts from, uh, from this storm today. Why the right front corner? Explain that. Uh, you know, it has to do with the motion of the storm. Uh, as these storms are moving from south to north, you tend to get the strongest winds taking place on the right side of the track, the southerly winds coming mm. in. So that's where you get the strongest storm surge, the heaviest rain, all that you tend to find on the right side of the storm circulation. So unfortunately today that was the island of Hispaniola, both Haiti and the Dominican Republic. And this is the worst they've seen in 50 years? Yes, uh, the last hurricane they had of this strength was all the way back in 1964. That was Hurricane Cleo, and this, I believe, is going to be the third or fourth strongest hurricane they've ever experienced in Hispaniola. And, of course, this is an area that's no stranger to strong hurricanes, so that really does give you an idea of the intensity of this storm. Uh, we all remember uh, the, the earthquake of, of Haiti uh, a few years back and, and obviously know that they're still in, in very precarious, a very precarious situation because of that. What are these winds liable to do and, and complicate that issue? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, as you mentioned, Haiti is one of the poorest nations in the Western Hemisphere. So whenever they deal with these natural disasters, unfortunately, it's all too frequent, and the, and the impacts can really be devastating. Uh, the real impact that we're very concerned about from this particular storm, more so than the winds, although there are very strong winds localized there in the Tiburon Peninsula, but really the rain is going to be the big story. Expecting widespread totals up to 40 inches of rain, over a meter of rain on the island of Hispaniola. And of course, this is a very mountainous island. A lot of it has been deforested. The trees have been cut down. Mm -hmm. So when you get that much rain in this kind of an area, you get mudslides, flash flooding. It can be really devastating. So the inland flooding away from the coast actually has the potential to be the bigger story for both Haiti and the Dominican Republic with this storm. What is it about this area, this track that produces these hurricanes? Because as you said, it seems to be a seasonal thing, obviously. 
Absolutely. Well, you know, it, it really is something that we expect very often in this part of the world. That's largely due to the warm water that they have down there. That's really the fuel for these storms. Also, that far south, you have a minimum of wind shear. All these things sort of contribute to creating an environment that's very favorable for the formation of hurricanes. And as we get into the peak of the hurricane season, which we're in right now, you know, we have a second storm that was just named. Uh, the end storm just uh, got its uh, designation as a tropical storm today. So, very, very active period right now in the tropics. Uh, is there a part which is more protected than the others? I remember somebody saying one time, like, if you're south of Turks and Caicos, you don't get nailed as much. Uh, it seems to be, you know, um, Haiti and the Dominican Republic and Jamaica and Cuba that get nailed more. Yeah, that is very true. The closer you get to the equator, actually, the less likely you are to experience hurricanes. As you get south of about 10 degrees north latitude, there's just not enough spin in the atmosphere at that point to produce those hurricanes. So you really see those hurricanes hurricanes more north of 15 degrees north latitude. Mm. And then, of course, they can have impacts all the way north as far as Canada. So you uh, you talked about this off the tip of Haiti now and Cuba in the path. Uh, Jamaica, what else? How is Jamaica faring and how are the rest of the islands as, as this thing moves forward? Uh, you know, fortunately, Jamaica has actually done pretty well. It was a very close call for them. But I think that uh, the majority of the impacts, fortunately, have been to the east and to the north of Jamaica. Really, the next big target we're going to be watching closely once the storm passes over the eastern tip of Cuba is going to be the islands of the Bahamas. They're unfortunately kind of set up to take a direct hit over the next couple days, Wednesday and Thursday. As there's very warm water in place there, the storm is going to maintain its intensity as it rakes through the islands of the Bahamas and then tracks up along the Florida coast later in the week. So will it hit the, uh, the Bahamas as a Category 4? Uh, you know, the intensity could fluctuate a bit, but uh, that is the current forecast from the National Hurricane Center, between a 3 and a 4 on the intensity scale. So certainly could be some devastating impacts there as well. Obviously some low-lying areas, very prone to flooding. So we'll be watching that closely as kind of the next phase of this story as it unfolds. And so uh, Bahamas next in line. When will we start to experience it on the east coast of North America? Uh, well, we already have some tropical storm and hurricane watches in place for the Florida Keys and the Florida Peninsula. So that'll be the first impacts that are felt in North America. Um, that should be late Thursday into Friday. Then the storm's going to track up the coast. Unfortunately, as we get a little further into the future, the uncertainty begins to increase as mm -hmm. far as the exact track that the storm's going to take. So really, areas all along the Atlantic coast need to be watching very closely for updates on this storm. We have potential to see an out, uh, a landfall in the Carolinas or potentially even up into New England, depending on exactly the track that this thing takes through the weekend and into early next week. Uh, obviously, you can only predict so far in advance. Do you, uh, do you anticipate this affecting weather in southern Ontario at all? Uh, you know, southern Ontario is looking okay right now. If we were going to see impacts from this storm in Canada, it would be more the Atlantic provinces, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, PEI, Newfoundland. Um, for the most part, southern Ontario, uh, the only impacts we would expect to see is as the hurricane runs up the coast, we might actually see a shot of cooler continental air coming in behind, which would uh, lead to some pretty brisk winds and cool temperatures for the latter part of your upcoming Thanksgiving weekend, Sunday mm. and Monday. Uh, obviously, we've experienced a very warm winter. We've had a, a warm spring, more normal temperatures the last week or so, but certainly nice out there today. Uh, does that affect this in any way? Does that make us more susceptible to this sort of thing? 
you know, these global patterns are definitely all connected, and what goes on in the tropics affects us and vice versa. So the, the active tropical season that we're seeing this year is all a part of the larger pattern that is connected to uh, the warm weather that we've seen so far this fall. So it definitely all has a connection. And, uh, again, as this hurricane runs up the coast, uh, if it does track kind of where we think, we are expecting that to pull down a nice shot of cooler air, so you will get a real taste of fall for uh, Sunday and Monday if this hurricane tracks in the way that we expect it to. It seemed that we went, and this is sort of off topic, it seemed that we went to full-blown summer uh, right into fall. There was no sort of happy medium in the middle. Does that mean that, you know, in the next week or so or a couple of weeks, we could maybe even get a day where we're up into the 20s again, mid-20s? Are are those gone? Uh, actually, we have a few days coming up this week in the mid-20s. I think we have the forecast high for Hamilton for Thursday right now at 25. So we are expecting a little surge of warm air to finish out the week, some great kind of late summer, early fall type weather for the end of this week before we uh, have a cold front come through this weekend that will turn us back to more seasonal or below seasonal temperatures next week. All right, Michael Carter has been with us, meteorologist at the Weather Network, talking about Hurricane Matthew and tracking its path. Michael, thanks for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Thanks very much.